everybody. Welcome back to Love Curvy Yoga. Thank you for joining us again. We're so excited that you're here. (laughs) As always, if you are enjoying listening, you can like and subscribe on whatever platform you're using. And we're just thankful that you keep coming back. And we are going to get right into our practice notes. So mine this week has been take advantage of unexpected time and also how things change in your life. So I'll be more specific. (laughs) So Hazel is now able to sit up unassisted so I can, you know, let her be sitting, playing with some toys and I'm on the floor with her a lot playing and just hanging out. And recently I was like, Oh, I guess while I'm just like, hanging out here with her, I could also do some yoga. Mm. Now I'm doing that and it's really nice. So there's unexpected time because she's able to sit. So I'm not having to like hold her or do something for every second. And then also just rolling with her changes and changes in my schedule. So it doesn't have to be kid related. I think just staying open to like, oh, I used to not think I could practice in the morning because of this, but now that shifted or, you know, there's so many different examples. That's really good. And before you know it, she will join you. (laughs) (laughs) You're just a few short weeks away. (laughs) (laughs) I love it. Speaking of yoga mats, my um, practice notes this week are that your mat matters. Now, here's the thing. This is like, we could, this could go so many ways. Your mat doesn't actually matter. Like you can (laughs) practice on anything, right? But I will say that if, if a particular mat is enough to make you want to practice, then it matters. So I have a favorite mat. It's actually a mat that you gifted me. Yay. I, I've had it now for, I don't know, it's been years and it's an extra wide mat and it's longer than your typical mat, which is really nice. Cause I'm not, I'm like an average height person, but most yoga mats, I'm still like, when I lay down, something's hanging off. Sometimes it's just a top bun, but, or a top mat. <laughs> just be fully on the mat. And I love all of that about it. And I like the actual mat itself. But what I love the most about it is that it is my favorite color. (laughs) (laughs) It's a fantastic mat. It's great for yoga, but it's olive green. And (laughs) something about that, it sounds so trivial but something about it makes it more appealing to me and makes me want to practice with it. So for some reason it had been tucked away in my closet, had another mat that I was just kind of like using and I took the olive green one out and realized like, I just like practicing better on this mat. Like Mm -hmm. it's such a, again, it's such a small thing, but, and it could be because it is the mat that I've had the longest there's a lot of reasons, but I, at the end of the day, I really think it's just because I'm that shallow and it's olive green. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it just sounds like it has a lot of good associations. And I think that stuff makes a difference. Yes. So if you are like me, a little weird, and your mat matters, then use the mat that you like. <laughs> That's right. Well, it reminds me of something I've been trying to do more in my life lately in general, which is 
if there's something small that brings me joy, like let myself have it. That is it. Yes. I love that. That's really good. Because a lot of times I don't, and there's literally no reason not to. I seriously, when I pulled the mat out, I was like, I probably had not practiced on that mat in like six months. Mm-hmm. And it was just because it wasn't, I knew it was in the closet. Like right. it just wasn't, I didn't see it every day, but I yeah. knew that it was there. And I was like, what is wrong with me? Like, <laughs> why am I not? It's not like we have a huge house and it was in the closet in the West Wing. Like <laughs> it was in a closet that I opened every single day, every day. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if this resonates for you, but a lot of times I'm just like, oh, this is fine. Yeah. Not already have out is fine. No big deal. Yep. Totally. But really just taking those extra like 30 seconds to switch the mat would make me very happy. Yes. It's revolutionary. Yeah. <laughs> okay. So we're going to transition into our main segment now, and we're going to be talking about letting go of the yogi you thought you would be. So I think this is in some ways related to what we were just talking about in terms of letting yourself be with what is. So in my experience, both as a student and as a teacher, most people come into yoga with ideas of what they thought it would be and who they thought it would make them. So I definitely have a lot of examples I'm about to give you. (laughs) And as we continue our conversation about release this season, we thought that this would be a really good one to dig in. And I'm very excited to hear from you who are listening, how some of these things have shown up for you, because I'm pretty sure they probably have. (laughs) I'm sure they have too, especially because Anna filled out like the just kind of our like pre-production stuff first. And I was like, Oh, my list is exactly the same as yours. So- <laughs> <laughs> and I honestly could have kept going. I was like, this is already too many. <laughs> and we know it can't just be us. That's right. <laughs> We're hoping anyway. So one of the things for me when I first came to yoga, which of course this is not surprising because I was still totally in the thick of my dieting days is I thought that yoga would give me a different body. And for me, that meant I thought I would lose weight. I thought I would get really, I don't know, like sculpted. I don't even know what word to use. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Um, I'm naturally fairly flexible, but I thought I would be even more flexible. Basically, I just thought I would morph overnight, basically, into the bodies of yogis that you often see. (laughs) Which is... Absurd for so many reasons. Yeah. <laughs> like there's literally no way that that is what my body is like. And so that's one of the things that has been a letting go over time is not coming to yoga to change my body, but coming to yoga to be with my body, yeah, to learn going on with it, to learn from it, to befriend it. There's so many different things. Um, so that's, that's one of my big ones. What about you? What's a let go of for you? So a let go of for me, the first one would be that if I did yoga enough that I would become a health goddess. <laughs> Please hold those are Anna's words. That's literally, I took it from her. <laughs> we have the same list. Well, so that's true for myself. And then I think another kind of piece of that is when you become a yoga teacher, then people actually have that expectation of you. 
sometimes, which is like a whole other conversation. But yeah, I mean, I think when I, so when I became, when I went through yoga teacher training, when I was done, I immediately got a job at a gym. And so there was a lot of discussions about like, you know, health and fitness and wellness constantly all of the time. And I got the job before I was done with my yoga teacher training. And I think even the expectation at the gym was, oh, there's like this whole other level of health now that's coming. And in reality, like I took yoga teacher training and now I can like help you learn how to stretch really well. (laughs) And hopefully that in turn will help you uh, better be able to listen to your body and give it what it needs and all of that stuff. But yeah, there is this idea that comes along with yoga that now one, that your body is well all of the time, that you are, you know, 100% healthy all of the time, that there couldn't be anything possibly going on in your body that we wouldn't that like our culture wouldn't define as healthy. You know, there's so much around yoga and health and wellness. And I definitely think that I felt that, that part of the reason that I came to yoga was that I was looking for that a little bit, Mm -hmm. but I really quickly let that go. (laughs) (laughs) Well, and it's so tied up with the different body thing, at least for me, because I think health and dieting and changing your body like that's become so confused in our culture yeah I think that diets that I was on in the 80s and 90s are less in fashion than like a juice cleanse sure yeah 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 those aren't that we don't necessarily we don't always associate something like a juice cleanse with a diet right yeah yeah and there's this complication between that and wanting to like listen to and feel good in your body. Yeah. And sorting that out is complicated, but that's, you know, why we have things like health at every size and body acceptance to really put the focus on how you're feeling in your body and supporting yourself where you are versus that meaning that you have to be actively changing your body. Yeah. That's really good. Okay. Another one of mine that I had to let go of, which is just kind of part and parcel of what we've just been talking about is that my mental health would be perfect. Mm. So I think there's also this idea that if you do yoga, then you're always calm. You don't have anxiety or depression or any other mental health issues. And if you do, then you should like be able to fix it with yoga. Right. Yes. In one, in one 60 minute class. Yes. (laughs) Exactly. (laughs) Just go to yoga once, reduce your stress, like you're fine. You'll be fine. Yeah. And one of my favorite things to talk about now is that yoga is not always enough. It cannot solve every single problem that you have in your life. And I've talked many times on this podcast and will continue to that my mental health is supported by yoga and also by Zoloft and by therapy. And by lots of other things. For me, definitely yoga alone is a support, but is not everything that I need. Yeah, that's really, that's really good. And I, and I think that that is something that a lot of people come to yoga thinking like, I'm gonna, I'm gonna take a couple yoga classes and it will take care of this. And it can definitely be helpful. And 
just your awareness around your breath can be so helpful, but sometimes it's not enough. It's not that it does nothing. It's more like it's a piece of a puzzle, but yes. most puzzles aren't just one piece. Yeah, that's really good. Yeah, I love it. What's another let go of for you? So another let go of for me would be that if I can uh, keep up and like, you know, do yoga on a regular basis and be you know, come to the full expression of all of the poses, (laughs) Um, that it means that all of my body image problems are gone, that I fully 100% love and embrace my body as it is all of the time. And I love doing classes where there's a mirror so I can look at myself for an hour and a half (laughs) in less clothes than I usually wear. (laughs) And that's just not the way it is. Yeah. It isn't, has it been helpful? Oh my gosh, yes. And I think that the first way that it was helpful was in my very first class when I walked out and was maybe for the first time, other than when I had birthed children, um, for the first time in my life, feeling really like proud of my body and Mm. in a different way than birthing children was amazed at what it was able to do. My expectation of my body was that I would be able to birth children, but I didn't have any expectations around my body when it came to doing anything else physical. Mm. And so it was definitely helpful, but I did not leave that class and have felt every single day now for the last nine years or however long it's been that I don't always carry that appreciation all of the time. And again, it's helpful to bring me back to feeling, you know, good in my body and it's a good reminder and I will think about that class or other classes or other times on the mat that I've had just like a deep appreciation for my body, but it is not consistent and it is not, well, it is, I shouldn't say it's not consistent. It's just, it's not consistent. Like it's not every day. Right. Yeah. It's more like developing a muscle or reminding you that you can connect with that than it happens every single moment. Exactly. Yeah. It's not 24 seven. Right. Yeah. I have a couple others there. You know, I was thinking as you were talking in a lot of ways, they are all basically a mad lib of yoga is not going to solve blank, fill in the the blank (laughs) problem in my life. So my others, one was related to what you just said. If I can do headstand or whatever other pose, then people will think that I am a legit yoga. <laughs> like there's somebody out there who's passing out cards if, that you're legit or not. <laughs> and of course, it's all tied up in all of this body image and body stuff that we've been talking yeah. about because yeah. there's a piece of that that's like, oh, I perceive myself as less legitimate or I used to because of my body shape and size. And so if I can do this pose, then people will be like, oh, she's fat, but it's fine because she can do headstand. Exactly. Yes. Yes. (laughs) Yeah. There's something, yeah. Suddenly you're a different kind of fat girl when you can do a headstand. Right. (laughs) Yeah. And I am not here for that, like having to prove yourself being worthy. And speaking of, one of my other ones was that if I do yoga enough, I will fix the hole in my soul of unworthiness, <laughs> imposter complex, less than, you know, all of that stuff that yeah comes up in different ways. And like you said a minute ago, has it been helpful? 
a hundred percent. Like I can see that so clearly and continue to, but once again, it's not like if I do enough down dogs, then that will never be an issue for me. Right. (laughs) So let's talk about some of the things that come up once you start to let go of some of these things. So what are the, some of the things that you are able to embrace because of this letting go? I love it. So I think for me, the biggest thing would be that when you really, 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 really let those things go, which is practice in itself, (laughs) is that you get to find what yoga holds for where you are at today, like what it has for you today. And I think that is the beginning of being able to appreciate yourself or just begin to feel at home in your body wherever you're at, regardless of how that might be different in the future or how that was different in the past, um, that you create a space where if you're being gracious with yourself and you're being gracious with your practice, that you can find what works for you now and you can find appreciation for your body through that. Yeah. Just being able to meet yourself where you are rather than all the places you think you should be, you wish you were fill in the blank. Yes, exactly. Really the only thing that even is available is what's here right now. So exactly. we might as well learn to be with it. Yes, <laughs> don't fight the feeling. <laughs> yeah. Well, I have one that's very related to yours. So I'll share my other one, which is so much less drama, shaming and beating myself up. Yeah. Which, hi, that makes a really big difference in your life. <laughs> huge, huge difference in your life. Because I'm not going to the yoga mat and being like, oh, here's all the things that I should be doing differently or all the ways I don't measure up. I'm able to come to the mat and just see what's going on with me, check in. And when those thoughts come up, then I'm more able to kind of be like, oh, okay, this is a past pattern or here's this thought again and let that go. There's all kinds of layers of letting go in here. And I definitely think it's a continual process. Yes. Every single day. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And there, there will probably be days where then you need a break from yourself and that's fine. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> You're like, I'm not fighting the feeling today, actually. Yes. That's right. Yes. <laughs> it's all a process. Including yes. that. <laughs> okay. So let us know some of the things that you have or in the process of letting go in your practice and your thinking of yourself as a yoga practitioner yeah, and some of the things you've been able to embrace. I cannot wait to hear these. I can't either. I'm excited about it. Yeah. Actually, I'm excited too about hearing uh, if there's like what people's specific poses are that they love. Because I think we all, when we first come to yoga, have like the goal pose. Probably not all of us, just those of us who maybe came and were a little unhealthy when we came. Um, but I think so many of us have like the pose, you know, Mm -hmm. and really like letting that go or finding a really amazing supported version of it can work too. (laughs) Yeah, definitely. Yeah. I'm excited. All right. So we are going to jump right to Curvy Collab and my Curvy Collab to share with you this week is a podcast. It's called The Thick. And it is hosted by Tabria Majors, who is a plus size model and a friend of hers named Mindy J, who is like 
an aspiring journalist. And I will tell you full disclosure about this podcast. They're extremely long. They're like two hours long and it's really just friends talking. So Mm. if you don't like that kind of podcast, you will not like this. (laughs) (laughs) But they talk about, it's not a podcast with a specific topic. They talk about something different every week. But a lot of times come up is like they've recently talked about like what it's like as a big girl dating. Mm. And they did like a speed dating thing and talked about that and just things like that. So it's funny. They're funny. They laugh a lot, which is probably why I really like it, but definitely check it out. Uh, yeah, it's good. But they're the, the episodes are very long. <laughs> I will tell you, I have never listened to one all the way through in one, in one sitting. <laughs> <laughs> But they're fun to listen to. Love it. Yeah. Okay. We are going to move into our gratitude now. So my mom was in town this past weekend for her birthday. My sister came and I was like, okay, we have the gift. We have the food, all the kind of practical things that we needed. And my sister was like, I'm going to get some decorations. And I was like, okay, why? Um, and I was like, let's just like get a banner, you know, whatever. It's fine. And she's like, okay, I'll be in charge of it. So she got paper flowers to hang on the wall, a cake topper. This was a big birthday for my mom. We do not do this every year. A onesie that said happy birthday, Graham. Oh, I'm done. A bandana for the dogs to wear. My dog and her dog was a happy birthday, Graham. So my mom, of course, loved all of that stuff. And I am grateful for sisters who can hold down that part of how things have to go in life because it just, it's not like I think about it and dismiss it. It's like, I don't, I don't even think about it's it. It's not there. Yes. I get it's that. It's just not on my radar. <laughs> so she made it much better by bringing that part to our relationship and to the birthday party. So I'm grateful for her. I love that. That's amazing. <laughs> well, my gratitude this week are for therapists <clears throat> who are friends. <laughs> it's really the other way around. Friends who are therapists. Also, <laughs> your friends are, they're, they're not allowed to be your therapist. <laughs> <laughs> You're like, I've tried many times. <laughs> One of my best friends is a therapist. And this is someone who... In as far as my, she's been in my adult life longer than anyone who's not a family member, and mm-hmm. she knows every single detail of the last twelve to thirteen years of my life. So I'm just mm-hmm. like, it really only makes sense that you would be my therapist. Like, <laughs> you, there's very little more conversation that we need to have. Like, it's like, Liz, there's ethical reasons why I'm not allowed to be your therapist. I'm like, but I'll pay you. Like, I don't understand what the problem is. So anyway, <laughs> don't ask your therapist friends to be your therapist, but I'm thankful for her. She's really great because she is very good about walking the line of friend and therapist, but occasionally she will like make connections for me that because her brain works that way, that I would never have been able to make. And Mm. so we were, I went to, she has a new office. I went to help her decorate and somehow ended up on her couch and (laughs) we just had some conversations and she just made as a friend, some really great connections for me. And I was like, I'm just thankful to have friends that have these skills that, and they're willing to like, you know, cause cause she 
could have been like, I'm not a therapist right now. Um, but yeah, she was just willing to kind of like share her wisdom with me. And I was like, how thankful am I that you went and got your master's in this? Yeah, no, it's really working out for you. It really is. I feel like I should help pay off her student loans. <laughs> Okay, so we are going to wrap up here. Let's take one breath together to close. We'll inhale. And exhale. The light in me honors the light in you. Namaste. Namaste.